Hello to you, Ian. Yes, we are on the Royal Mile outside St Giles Cathedral and the crowds have remained even though the King and Queen have departed now because we're waiting for the fly pass from the Red Arrows. They're going to fly over Edinburgh Castle down the Royal Mile towards the Palace of Holyrood House where the King, the Queen and the Duke and Duchess of Rothsea, the Prince and Princess of Wales as, uh, as titles in Scotland are waiting to witness that. So the ceremony took place inside the cathedral and inside there watching it was Matt Wilkinson, the Sun's royal editor, and he joins me now. And um, Matt, just describe the atmosphere and what you think this meant to the King today, to have this second coronation here in Scotland. Well, do you know what? What it felt like in there was a really warm welcome for the King and Queen and obviously for, for William and Kate as well. And Charles seemed to enjoy himself. I remember thinking back to the coronation when I was when I was in there about he looked a little bit stressed and a little bit sad, but here he was smiling. He enjoyed uh, many elements of the music. He particularly seemed to enjoy. The, the music was stunning, wasn't it? Particularly the piece by Nicola Benedetti on the violin was absolutely incredible. And he had a hand in all of those musical pieces. Yeah, I think there were seven pieces of music that Charles helped commission. And he's had many meetings in the last couple of weeks with the people who are arranging this uh, Thanksgiving service to get it to get it all right. And it, it really they. The music was probably the star of the show, I think. In there, people enjoyed the music. There was a lot of singing along in there. We obviously had the order of service that we got to follow it, but there were personal touches there from Charles, and I think I think it meant a lot to him to, see, to receive the warm welcome that he did in there. And, and as well as having Britain's oldest crown jewels uh, there, we also had a new addition to the crown jewels, the uh, Elizabeth sword carried by Dame Catherine Granger and that in itself was quite a feat wasn't it? She was the Penny Mordant of this service. Well Penny Mordant and some because this I think was twice as heavy yeah. as, uh, as Penny's starring show. Now I thought that's the first time I've seen the sword. I've seen pictures of it but actually seen it with my own eyes. It was spectacular. And uh, enormous. And enormous. There was one element I think when Charles has presented the sword and you could see his eyes gaze from the you know from the handle right up to the top and, and taking the enormity of it. It looked like something from Game of Thrones I've got to be honest <laughs> with the thistle around the handle but yeah it was a spectacular sword. I loved it. And we're just waiting for the Red Arrows. And, and you can see around us just how huge the crowds are here in Edinburgh uh, for this. But also a very sizable protest contingent today from anti-monarchy groups, Matt. Yeah, I think that they claim there was about 300, and it did sound like there was 300 when you were in the cathedral. When there wasn't music being played or there wasn't speeches uh, being, being, being made inside, you could hear them chanting, not my king. I think it was a guy with a megaphone, uh, but then you could also hear the, the, crowd, the crowd with him. Now, look, people are allowed to protest. You know, they're coming to every event at the moment. This was a, this was a big deal for them. I don't think it ruined uh, the atmosphere inside the Abbey, but the king and queen would have heard... Uh, the Not My King chants coming in into the Abbey. And, and this perhaps a bigger deal because the protesters from the campaign group Republic, several of whom were arrested during the coronation, had their megaphones confiscated, for example, felt that they didn't get their voices heard on that occasion. Yeah, they did. And, and I, I think many, you know, the rights and wrongs of what happened in London, they definitely had their voices heard here outside in the streets, although they're vastly outnumbered by people who have come here to see the King and Queen and to, and to celebrate this Thanksgiving service. There's far more people than there are wearing yellow T-shirts and waving flags. But they had their opportunity. They, you know, they've made their point, And I think we'll probably see them at a fixture at big, high-profile rural events in the future. And this service today, part of Royal Week, which takes place annually, Matt, and we see the royal family 
uh, descend on Scotland, uh, take up residence in the palace of Holyrood House, where the King and the Queen and the Duke and Duchess of Rossi have now returned to. Yeah, Scotland Week's really important to the royal family and also to the King and Queen. Um, coming to an event like this, you remember how good Edinburgh was when Queen Elizabeth II died. Um, this, the, the streets here were filled. We had a, a ceremony, a Thanksgiving ceremony and a, and a vigil inside St Giles Cathedral. How much do you think that will have been on the King's mind today? Because he was standing there in that very same space that he stood vigil around his mother's coffin back in September of last year. Yeah, it's possible. This is the first time he's been back since. And I know that, you know, the Royal Family, were, they were they were blown over by the by the performance that Scotland put on uh, during those couple of days when, when the coffin was, was lying here. Um, they moved the inside around a little bit, so I think uh, the Queen Elizabeth II's coffin was a little bit further down in the nave, so I think there were, there were, the congregation were actually sitting where the vigil was taking place, and the ceremony here today took, in the, uh, took, took part in the middle um, for, for to see, but I'm sure it was going through Charles's mind because it was just nine months ago that he was here standing in that spine-tingling... Uh, spine-tingling um, session there with, 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 with his two brothers and his sister, definitely, yeah. So I'm, I'm looking to see if we can get any glimpse of the Red Arrows yet. They are due around about now, and it is a spectacular view that we are going to see here because they will fly over Edinburgh Cathedral, flying over at the Royal Mile, down to the pa pa uh, Palace of Holyrood House, uh, and the fourth there in front of us. The, the sun is shining today, very different actually to Coronation Day, mm -hmm. when they couldn't do that fly past, Matt, because of the terrible weather conditions yeah again Scotland's performing well done but they're going to be on the balcony so like we had a balcony scene at Buckingham Palace um, where thousands of you know people came down and managed to even though the weather wasn't very good we still filled the the mall and we still filled the, the the area outside Buckingham Palace they are now at Palace of Holyrood House uh, which is the mile down the hill and they'll be out on the balcony the, the four of them um, to watch the, the red arrows and unfortunately Louis won't be here this time which, uh, which is... A, <laughs> it's a bit of a shame, isn't it? it? <laughs> he's, had, he's, had, he's had so many time on, on the balcony. Let, let's, uh, let's have other people have the moment. But, yeah, no, we'll, hopefully we'll see the, um, the Red Arrows over the castle, all the way down the Royal Mile, and over the Palace of Hollywood House. Uh, and we talked about the, the protests taking place here and also outside the Palace of Hollywood House, uh, Matt. But what about the, the atmosphere and attitudes towards Charles and the monarchy here in Scotland, do you sense? Well, you can just tell from the crowds. Uh, people haven't left. Um, you know, I was here, wow, about 10 a.m. this morning, and there were hundreds of people already queuing up to get a spot on, on the Royal Mile. I mean, they, they, it's not just tourists. There are local people. I think we spoke to a lady just now that, that, that travelled from, from several miles outside of Edinburgh, and she's still here. And it's that kind of atmosphere. But, you know, of course there are a group of protesters that want to make their voice heard, but I say they're vastly outnumbered by people who want to celebrate the king. And I think the Scottish government have held this, that they wanted to have their moment because the coronation was held in London. They wanted to show off their crown jewels, which we've touched on with the sword, which was absolutely spectacular. Um, they wanted to show off their music. They wanted to show off their venues. Um, they, you know, and and they, you know, they performed an excellent job. And as I say, so many people have turned out. They're still here waiting to see the Red Arrows and having kind of their... It's not a coronation, but they're kind of having their little mini coronation moment today. And, and you talked about the, the new sword, uh, the Elizabeth sword, which was made 
at a cost of some £22,000. There have been questions raised, haven't there, about the cost of this and the anti-monarchy campaigners in particular calling this uh, a vanity project, a pointless vanity project. Well, it's the sword is now going to be part of the crown jewels, is my understanding. Mm. So we have priceless crown that's sitting there in Edinburgh Castle from the 1500s. And I do wonder if people complained back in the 1500s that they had made a crown which would then be used for the next 500, 600 years. It's, it's there at the opening of the Scottish Parliament. These are things that... Are, that 22,000 seems quite cheap, if you ask me, for that kind of sword, to, to, to then be part of, of, of actually the regalia of the Scottish nation. And, of course, these crown jewels that we've seen here today predate those that we saw in the coronation in Westminster Abbey, because these were squirreled away, hidden away and taken out of Edinburgh Castle uh, so that they couldn't be seized by Oliver Cromwell and his army. And they have a really turbulent and fascinating history, don't they? Yeah, and it's wonderful to see them. You know, we, we only know about, we, well, we can maybe a little bit ignorant and we only just consider that we have crown jewels, but I think it's great to actually see them out and actually... I hope the images are shown, you know, across the country that they can actually, as you say about the sword, how spectacular that looks. Mm -hmm. But the scepter looked wonderful, uh, the crown looked absolutely wonderful, and they're now on display. Uh, you can go and see them at Edinburgh Castle. Yes. Um, so it's not just us that have the crown jewels, Scotland have them, and they, they were very proud to show them off. Yeah, and, and that is what today has all been about in, really. It has been about, here we go, I'm just going to take a step back. And in, I think if you can see, if we duck down here now so you can see the Red Arrows. And there it is. It's always an extraordinary sight, Sarah, uh, to see those guys go over with the red, white and blue smoke bellowing out of the back there. Um, incredible flying as ever from uh, such a world-class flying team. Uh, and what an appropriate moment as the King visits Scotland that that tradition is completed uh, with the Red Arrow fly-past there, um, watched from the balcony by the King um, and the Queen, um, William and Kate alongside there as well. Uh, so there it was, that completion of events. Uh, I'm sure there is much more. Is that largely it then, Sarah? Does the, uh, does, does the day continue? Uh, does the King return somewhere else? Does he go to Balmoral? What, what is the chronology for the rest of the day on this very important and poignant visit for the King in Scotland? He's got a full week of engagements here in Scotland, Ian. so he'll be staying at the Palace of Holyrood House uh, for the rest of the week. As for the summer, uh, well, we are expecting him to be in Scotland for the summer, maintaining that family tradition. He, of course, has his own home, Birkhall, on the Balmoral estate, but it may well be that he chooses to use Balmoral Castle, as his late mother did, uh, welcome the family uh, there during the summer break. Usually the Prime Minister and their family would be invited for a visit to Balmoral as well. Some of them uh, liked it more than others. Margaret Thatcher was never a big fan of uh, the midges and the enforced walks uh, that she had to endure on the Balmoral estate. Others rather more taken with the experience. But uh, maintaining those traditions and maintaining that relationship between the monarch in Scotland, and that is what today's been all about, really. Um, it's been fascinating. Um, Sarah, thank you. Sarah Hewson, our royal correspondent in Edinburgh.
for all of that. And I, I tell you what I thought was really interesting about that was that, and it was the same, I mean, the, the Queen's uh, last weeks were spent in Balmoral, is where she sadly died uh, last September. And it was the, to me at least, and maybe other people would not have uh, spotted this or it wouldn't have resonated in the same way, but I was uh, absolutely staggered by the incredible outpouring and the presence of the thousands of people that lined the streets, uh, not just for the various visits that happened, of course, from royalty, but the journey, the final journey of the Queen um, that day, um, so some days later from her death, uh, was just extraordinary. And I think we've seen the same thing there. And as Sarah said, there will be, there's obviously a Republican contingent of people and I get that, you know, it's a democracy and stuff, and if you can't make your point known when the king's around, when else could you make it known if you're a republic? I understand that. But the vast majority of people lining the streets, and as Matt, the royal correspondent from The Sun, was saying, um, early doors, people were lining up to get a good view of what was going on in the Royal Mile. Off to St Giles's Cathedral they went for that service, which I think was around about 40 minutes long. Matt was there to witness all of that, and out they came. And culminating, while they stood on the balcony, the Red Arrow flypast took place, and they continue with some further engagements later today.